Wine Podcast, brought to you by Jack and Trig, and we are here on a uh, on a cool and dark Thursday evening. Thursday night football is happening, and uh, but we're talking basketball. How how are we doing on your end, Tyler? Not super good. Um, you know, kind of like classic unproductive work from home day. Seasonal depressions hitting. I'm on a prize pick slump. Got absolutely scammed today. Um, Donovan Mitchell just shot the ball for like one for eight from three. Eight and scores eight points in the first quarter. Doesn't score. Scores two more for the entire game. Um, uh, big modern family guy now giving a shot. I like it so far. Um, Bulls for some reason beat the Bucks without Levine or DeRozan. So that team continue makes zero sense. But you know we're still in we're in. We're still in okay spirits here. You know, the last couple of times you've been on the been on the show, you've been kind of you've been starting off the podcast with pretty negative energy. You're like, ah no, I'm not doing good. I don't know what I don't know what's up. What's what's going on? You think a guy wearing a neon yellow beanie would be in higher spirits, but Yeah, man, I don't know. Wolves Wolves, another win, another great win tonight. Yeah, you know, under man, no no ant, no Jaden. Doesn't matter. We got Nikhil Alexander Walker. We're good. Cat and him had a great game tonight. So that was, that was nice. Yeah, Cat, 30, 10, 5. Not too shabby. Um, well, hey, you know, we're back with another amazing four quarters of NBA content and with a little overtime special if we can fit it in. So let's start it off with our first team in our first quarter of the night. And that is the Houston Rockets. This team is off to an eight and eight start. Uh, which you know you're thinking, oh, eight and eight. What's so special about that? Well, you know they were like they were like eight and five, and I think they lost a couple in a row. Well, they started zero and three, and now they're eight and eight. So they've been playing better. All starters on the team are scoring in double figures. Jabari Smith Jr. is really starting to come into his own. Jalen Green is starting to come into his own. He's uh, having the best efficiency of his career on twenty points per game. You know this team is. 10th in the NBA in net rating. Leading is their defense, which is uh, eighth, and then offense, which is around 14th. And I think we talked about this on one of the first episodes we had, and Austin Rivers said last season about this Rockets team needs veterans. And, you know, you put these two vets in, and look at this team. You know, they're in the play-in tournament race right now. This team is playing a lot better than maybe people thought, and it's cool seeing Houston – you know, in the playoff race, now that uh, without James Harden being there, it's a, it's a nice little change of scenery. Yeah, it definitely helps. I mean, Fred's Fred's averaging the most assists in his career, I believe. He's averaging nine a game, which is so he's been. It's been nice that they've have like have had like a real distributor. And Brooks is playing really. Brooks is arguably having his best year of his career right now too. He's been playing really well. Um, I'm still just like so iffy on. Jalen Green, to be honest. Um, yeah, he's having a better year efficiency-wise, but, like, it'll be interesting when it comes time for him to get paid because, like, ugh, do I want to give Jalen Green a max contract? Like, he's just, like, so one-dimensional, in my opinion. I don't know how much, like – I just, like, don't know what his ceiling is, to be honest. Um, Is, like, is he just going to be, like, a 20 – is he going to be, like, just a – a Zach Levine type player 
where he's well it's it's tough to really because i mean he's kind of the third option on his team in terms of like touches because singoon is averaging over six assists you know then there's as you said wow. fred van vliet over, averaging over nine both those guys have the ball in their hand a lot and guy who's gonna get paid big time baby Jokic. Baby Jokic, yeah, no, uh, he's like by far the best young player they have. I mean, he's like, and I, a lot of people like figured this year that like Sangoon was gonna have like his breakout year this year, and he is so far. He's having like 21, 9, and 6. Like, he honestly, like, and I was like looking at it today just out of my own curiosities, like, just like looking at like doing like all NBA and all star stuff in my head just early on, and I was like, I think Sangoon might make an all-star team this year. The West is tough, Like, man. I legit... There's Chet. I don't know. Victor, it, I don't know. That's... I... Uh, what do you would mean? have to... They would have Goon's to be, like... Be, they would have to be a top-four seed, I think, for them to make it. I don't know. I think Sangoon deserves an all-star now this year more than Chet and Wemby. Mm, I don't Defensively, know. they don't have the same impact as them, but, like, Sangoon's been the best player on a good team a good team so far and like, i mean well, 21 9 and 6 like do you know the two other players in the lead right now averaging over 21 9 and 6 other um, than other than senjun yeah other than Jokic. other so there's senjun and then there's two other players yeah there's Jokic. Jokic is one of them and who's the third and then is joel is joel the third joel is the third okay who's the third Joel, you got it. Joel? Yeah. Oh, sorry, you were cutting out really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. My I don't know. He's been playing. I mean, and he's only gonna get so much. He's like gonna be really, really good. And like having Udoka, having like a Udoka there definitely changed the game for him too. Yeah, Udoka's a great coach. Where it was uh Udoka's first year with Boston, they started eight and eight, and now the same thing's happening in Houston. And we all know what awesome. happened to that Boston team. The yeah. one thing I do want to see from this squad, though, is I think they need to free the rookies. I think. Yeah, they I don't know why they put Cam. I know Cam like Whitmore wasn't like playing great, so I know he got moved down to the G League. He just he has not really been in the rotation, but like he was a guy that looked really good in the preseason summer league. So he he was a guy like I was really really high on. I mean, Amen Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore have have each only played four games. Like four games for your two rookies that were drafted both in the first round. Yeah. I think you gotta get, play those guys. Yeah, I get like you wanna I don't know, I get you wanna be competitive and you know, you have some vets coming off the pine that are probably better suited for minutes at the moment. But like it's not like you're gonna be like a great team or any I don't know. I would I would definitely be trying to give those guys minutes. That's all. That's all I'm saying. But you know, I I like uh, I'd like to see Jabari kind of. I'm still like I still have like some decent hopes for Jabari. And like he's been playing, he's playing, been playing solid. But I just I want to see a little bit more out of him too. Did you uh did you see the the Pokemon reference to Jokic and Sinjun? Yeah, yeah. Sabonis yes. is Charmeleon. Jokic is Charizard. Sinjun is fucking Charmander. Like, come on! Can it get any better than that? It's, it's valid. I think I honestly think Saint Goon's gonna be better than Sabonis, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he has the potential. Do you think there is any better 
one, two, three evolutionary Pokemon comparison better than those three? No, there there isn't. There isn't. There is. It's the best one I've seen. Could you could you maybe pull like a Devin Booker ant? No. Green? No. 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 I don't no, know. I, I think I think we should I think we should work on I think we should work on those. I think we should try to figure. Yeah. Out. I think that'd be a fun project. Well, um, I don't really have anything else to say about Houston. I just think it's cool to see the balanced attack they've had to start off. And yeah, they're fun. They're they're cool. I think they're, they'll be a playing team. And like, they have the day. They have a lot of raw young talent that they can develop. Um, there's just like a lot of guys. I feel like there's a lot. Kind of just a lot. It's Singoon is just so e- easily you can plug him in anywhere, and I think they're playing through him a lot more this year. Um, where like you have like other guys like Brooks and Fred and Jalen and Jabari are kind of just they don't have like can't play as free as they used to. So I mean they still kind of have to find their way. But overall, like I think they have a really bright future, and they'll, they'll be fun to watch for the rest of the year. Well, it's good that they have structure. I mean, they've already beat they've beaten the Kings twice, the Lakers once. Yep. They've also beaten the Nuggets once. Um, Nuggets twice, I think. Yeah, they beat the Nuggets twice. I mean, like, that's eight and eight. Like, I mean, and five of their wins are against the Nuggets and the Kings. I mean, like, that's not a four of the wins are against. Like, that's pretty solid. I think that's a good start to the season. Well, let's, um, if you don't have anything else to say, I think we can move into the second quarter of, uh, of tonight's podcast. And we have, uh, we're going to the culture zone of the NBA, the grittiest, the hardworkingest, the the most reliable and badass players. We're going to the we're going to the South Beach. We're Dwayne County, Wade County. We're going to the Miami Heat. And uh this team is uh 10 and 8. They started 1 and 4, so you know they've been on a streak. Um they lost Tyler Hero about like 10 games or so ago, so he's been out for a little while and their offense has taken a dip. So far, they are 19th in offensive rating. They scored. Uh, they scored 142 points tonight. Uh, but would you want? Can we say who that was against? Yeah, Indiana. 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 I.e., the one team that allows every other team to look like the greatest offense ever created. And I don't know. I'll. I have a little Miami stuff to talk about. But let's hear. Let's hear your take on the start to the Miami. They had that horrible start. Um, and that was kind of like my biggest worry was like, you know, do they have enough offensively to to be a decent team, to be a solid playoff team and not a play-in team? Um, I mean, tonight, Jimmy had one of his vintage games. He had 38. Um, what I have liked from them, um, Duncan Robinson's kind of having a resurgence here. Yes, he is. Um, he's right. He's he's not really just shooting anymore. He's driving it to the basket a lot more than he used to in recent, in the recent years. Um, and he's been, Duncan's been playing really well, actually. So, I mean, he's averaging like 15 a game, which might even, I don't know what his career high is, but um, I mean, he's had a higher usage rate too, just with hero being out of the lineup and, you know, need him to give him, give them extra offense. Bam is like, honestly, been a sneaky 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 mvp candidate in my opinion MVP? um no, no d 
a sneaky MVP candidate. Like he's not like on my high list, but I think he's like in the like in like he's a name that would be on like in my top ten. Interesting. Bam's been like really Bam's been great this year. He's averaging he's having his best offensive season. He's still been an all NBA defense looking player. He's still been I mean, he stepped it up this year. Um I mean Hames Hames has looked really good too. He had 14 yeah. the other night. He had 25 tonight. Just um, off the pine. Yeah, he, yeah. He finished, so, the, he finished the game with the starters. Yep. And then Josh Richardson, another just nice addition. So, I mean, it, I feel bad because, like, I don't know. This team just plays well without Hero. But, like, so I, I don't think Tyler Hero is a bad player. I think he's a good player. It's just interesting that they keep winning games without him. Yeah, I, I forget who was talking about that, whether it was Zach Lowe. Maybe Lowe was talking about it. It was definitely Lowe because, like, Lowe kind of brushed on it too and, like, some whoever he was talking about the heat with. But, no, I think it was one of them too that said, like, Bam is, like, this is Miami guy. Like, Bam's been having, like, this, like, sneaky, sneaky MVP season. Like, he's not, like, in, like, the top three, five or anything, but, like, he's, like, I, he definitely would be, like, on an all-NBA team if I were to, like, pick it today. Well, um, the thing that I think he needs actual respect for, like being charting in the top three, is Defensive Player of the Year. And right now he's like, yeah, fifth. he's like fifth in that award. And I just, I think Victor Webinyama is higher on the list than him. And it's like, come on, like, I just, I just, that's don't. like, that's because his numbers. He's like Victor, just like pile stats. Like Bam is like, and Victor like really isn't like I'm. I mean, yeah, he like closes out, but I, he's not really guarding guys like out in the perimeter. Like Bam is like guarding different positions. Bam can guard one just... through five. Victor just gets a bunch of. I'm like Victor's a great defender. He, he could, is. He, yeah, he could win Defensive Player of the Year awards in his career. But he probably will. I I don't know. I feel like there's a slander out there against Bam in this Defensive Player of the Year award. And yeah, Bam's Bam's having his best season. And it's because of stats. You're right. Because you know, you can't watch every game and you see the stat line at the end of the night and you're like, oh, he had nine rebounds and a steal and, and a block. Like, how is he the defensive player of the year? But, and like, I mean, they have the eighth best defense. It's early. I bet that number will rise throughout the season. I guess uh, I do think Jaime Hawkes Jr. is really interesting though to move yeah. off of Bam. I mean he was drafted like after the I think it was 18th and or maybe it was in the 20s. Either way, not a lottery pick. Rookie. Four year guy at UCLA. This dude this dude's coming in. He's like he's I don't know how Miami does it. They just continually pick guys that just are the grittiest on court players. I mean he had this alley oop tonight. I don't know if you watched the game. He caught this alley-oop from, I forget who, who tossed it. Maybe Josh Richardson tossed it. And it was just filthy. Just like he got up yeah. so hot. And it was like, who's that guy? Oh, it's oh, it's the rookie. And I don't know. It's It's been fun watching him play. Definitely had one of his best games of his young career tonight against the Pacers. And I don't know. It's uh, But did you, moving topics again, do you see that uh, the injury that they had to Drew Smith? No. 
So um, I forget who they were playing, but this dude went up for a loose ball and his foot landed under the chair. And there was a piece of paper over where he landed and there was a hole in the court. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, that was crazy. How, like, how is how is that legal? How is that possible? Can he? I don't know how that happened. Like he fell through a hole. He Alice in Wonderland his entire ankle, and he's Did done. He for the his, didn't he blot his knee? Knee or I forget what, but he's. I think he's done for the season. Yeah, that's a horrible way to go. I'd be so mad. I'd I'd be like, okay, who can I sue? No, you're 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 calling up someone on the cast of Suits, and you're and you're suing. Oh yeah, <laughs> like there's a piece of paper over. Then obviously, like they knew. someone knew it wasn't safe. Oh my god! Yeah, that's uh, no. I mean, Miami. Let's see, they're in seventh place right now. I think. Uh, yeah, they'll be an interesting team at the deadline. Then I know they were kind of involved in the Levine talks. Um, one guy even said, "Hey, I would." swap Tyler for Levine. I disagree. As someone on Lowe's podcast said he would uh swap Ty he'd be willing to swap Tyler out for Levine. Me personally, I don't know if I would do that. I mean, just because I guess like he has an axe a better cutter and gets to the rim more. And that's what that's really what Miami needs. Like Jimmy just outside of tonight, like Jimmy had a great line a great got to the free throw line like 20 times tonight. But other than that, he hasn't had as much driving success this year and getting to the line as much. Um, and that's, so that's kind of something Miami needs another guy to get to the rim, but I don't know. I, for 20 million more enough, I would do that. I still like Tyler here a lot. I, I just don't um, know why you would think exactly. There's enough good defense. There's enough good defense on the team where you can kind of like not have to worry too much about Zach's defense, but. But why would you think Tyler hero? who's been involved with this team for his entire career. He knows this team. He knows the in and outs. Everyone knows his wing, his strengths, his weaknesses. How would Zach Levine possibly come into this and like fit better than this guy? I mean, yeah, yeah he might get to the rim better, but they have pretty similar game styles. Yeah. I think Zach is a worse defender. Like, I just, I just don't know how how you're Miami and you think that's a swap that really like moves the needle when they already play better or when they already have been, they've shown to have a lot of win streaks when Tyler Hill hasn't played. I just don't know why. Yeah, that sucks. That. I feel bad for him. Cause like I do, I, I think Tyler here is a good player. So it's really unfortunate how they just happen to play really well without him. Well, um, I think we're ready to move to the second half. Unless you have any parting uh, thoughts on South Beach. No, I mean at the end of the day, Miami, like we'll see, we'll see them in the playoffs, let's or or the play in wherever they might be, but they're kind of they're kind of capped out in terms of. I don't think they're making a magical run this year. Unless they make they a just, trade, I, I don't special. think I, they're they're basically they just don't have enough. They don't have enough offense. No, they don't have enough offense. I mean, they are the new age grit and grind Memphis Grizzlies. It's basically, yeah. they're just gritty. They're grinding. That's how they win series. They beat you by just outmanning you, out hustling you. Basically, mm -hmm. every adjective they have on their court for the in season tournament is like is what they are. Yeah. Which is still the funniest jersey in 
tournament court I've ever seen. Well, let's move into the second half. Um, our third quarter will begin with the third seed in the West, a jump from last season. A team that we just got to see play live against the Timberwolves a couple yep. nights ago. We're talking the Oklahoma City Thunder. This team is a uh, probably the most interesting team in basketball right now and for the next like five years. And that's all due to not all. It's I mean it's due to Sam Presti. Sam Presti's kind of him having all those picks on top of having an all NBA player in Shea, a rookie in the year in Shet, and then a bunch of other guys that, you know, we're still trying to figure out their potential and where they fit. But this team has played really well, third in net rating, fifth in defensive rating, and eighth in offensive rating. Um, SG, SGA is off to a tear this year again, fifth in points so per game in the entire league. He's averaging 30 so points, good. six rebounds, six assists, two steals, and a block. He's like, so good. I know I'm uh, I'm on the ant train, but Shea still – just been like – what's been different this year is like – I feel like like the last couple of years he was just getting to the rim and getting to the free throw line. And like this year he just really just started mer- becoming an assassin in the mid-range. Just like like how Darren Fox does. He just gets to every spot in the court where he wants, just pulls up, just getting all the looks he wants. And he's got really good head fakes. He lo- like yeah. love his head fakes. God, his freaking head fakes. That was, that was pissing me off the game the other night. He, literally, he did it four times in a row, and they call it in the fourth. And I'm like, what? In the same, like, dribbling sequence. Like, yeah, Chris was, Paul shit. Yeah, I mean, hey, who do you think he learned it from? You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's off to a great uh, start to the season, and – Chet Holmgren, Minnesota boy. After the game, there are a couple hundred people waiting for him after uh, the game to say hi. And he was averaging 50, 40, 90 on the season until a couple games ago. I think Yeah. I think it was until – I think the game against the Wolves shut that out. I think AD shut him down tonight too. And – Not mistaken – but regardless, starting he's way better than I thought he would be. I will say that he's way better than I thought he would be. Well, I mean, I I said from the jump that I thought he would be the rookie of the year if it wasn't for Victor Wembanyama. Not because I think that Victor will have a better season, just because I know voters will be polarized by whatever Victor does because he's a seven four Frenchman. But I I mean, I it's pretty. By the way, Chet did have – he still had 18 tonight, but he shot one for six from three. But AD definitely – AD put 31 and 14 on his ass. But OKC won. Damn, that's a lot of – man, I mean, yeah, we'll have to have the Lakers as a topic soon because I don't know how – I don't know how your best player can be putting up those numbers and you're still losing. But, they lost like 23 too. Oh, that's so bad. It's not even – they're not even running up the score due to the point differential. Jay cooked them. Well, another guy I like on this team is Isaiah Joe. Isaiah I like Joe. Isaiah Joe, too. Comes off the pine. He finds his spots. Mainly a shooter. Uh, he can get to the He's tough defense. He plays He plays hard on D. He had three blocks tonight and a steal. He play, yeah, exactly. Plays hard on D. I just like his ability to stretch the floor for this team. Because, I mean, look if you look at their bench players, they don't really have many shooters. And even in their starting lineup, it's like Giddy can't shoot. I mean, Dort. Dort can shoot, but Shea isn't a shooter. 
Chet, you know, we're still figuring that out. He's had a good start to the season. I think that'll continue. And Jalen, you know, Jalen Williams has shown last year that he can shoot the three, but this team definitely yeah. lacks lacks uh, perimeter shooting. And Isaiah Joe is a perfect plug-in. And he didn't play that much for him last season. So it's cool to see him actually get minutes. Yeah, he's really, he's like dang near their sixth man. He's like one of the first guys coming off their bench. Which really, and I know uh, we were talking about this before, but on the low pod, they mentioned how they don't expect OKC to make any big moves on the deadline because they want to see what they have. Yeah, I get that. I, I get that, but it's also just like, but you, I mean, to- you never know with Sam Presti. You never know. It's like, yeah, you want to like get this team to the playoffs and let's like see because like we, we were talking about once you get to the playoffs is when you really know what your team needs. And I mean, yeah, like it's also hard when the guy you probably want to trade is being investigated by the police. That, um, that never helps. That never helps. Doesn't, that's, that probably doesn't help either but i just like i think they'd be a great og and an ob team a guy that like gives you three-point shooting that you need great defender you want to see another name that i saw pop up who rory markinen it's interesting like it i i don't i feel like he wouldn't be available I, I don't know. I don't like Utah is so interesting, but I thought that would be, you know, put Lori next to chat. I think that just sounds like an interesting, if you, I don't even know if you'd want Lori to play the four. I don't know if I like that though. Something about that fit. Just, I don't quite like, I just, I like Lori more as a score compared to OG. We've never really seen him actually being able to score with the best of them. I don't know. I thought it was, I think it's interesting, but I do think that they should maybe trade for a, I think they need another like they need another um big man, big man to come off their bench. Because Jalen Williams, um, Jay Will, I think I think that one's Jay Will. He like he's he's fine, but they have Kenrick. They have Kenrick Williams coming off the pine too as well. But but he's he's like a small ball four. I feel like they need an actual like big body dude. So yeah, I don't like we said. I don't know if they make the big splash this year. But also, it's like, when is this? Like, you have all these picks. You're going to have to do it eventually. Maybe they do something in the offseason after they kind of see how this team looks in the playoffs. Because, like, they literally have to trade these picks. I mean, I, I don't even know how many they have this upcoming draft. I know they have multiple. Like, you, you can't, can't roster all. You can't roster all these guys. No, you can't. Um, and yeah, they okay, draft, so I wonder what we're going to see Osman Zhang. He's in their G League team right now, and he was a guy that, like, they were really high on. They traded up to get him. They traded three future firsts to get this man, and he doesn't even play on the roster. I completely agree with your original take that this is one of the most interesting, arguably the most interesting team over the next couple seasons. And especially when you have to start paying all these guys, it's like you're going to have to pay Jalen Williams some good, good money. You're going to have to, like, well, who knows how long Giddy will be around? Um, Chet will obviously be a guy that gets paid. Um, you already have Shea and Big getting big money. I mean, do you really um, think? Do you really think like? I mean, yeah, Chet's gonna get a max. Jalen Williams, he'll make over twenty million. He'd probably be in the twenty-five to thirty. He probably Jalen Williams will probably get a Jaden McDaniel's contract. 
I just like personally see Giddy making under 18 million a year. Yeah, I mean he hasn't looked good. He's having his worst year so far this year. Um, it's just like I don't know. He's like he's an awkward fit with with, with this new lineup. That's why I think. Really, I don't know why you're. Did that not land what? at all? What? I thought that would land. I'm sorry. Oh, oh my god! I didn't even. I took it so seriously. I took it so seriously. I let's didn't just, even think about it till now. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. Uh, um, but uh, I, I still would like them to do something with Giddy, or maybe just like he, maybe Giddy eventually turn Giddy into a sixth man and have him lead your second unit because he's just kind of awkward out there as a two guard. He's not a good shooter. Uh, I guess he, he's a good rebounder for his position, and but he's just really struggling to score this year. I mean, it doesn't and help. It's booed every time he touches the ball. That can't. that doesn't help either. It doesn't help either. So if you were to get a, to get a guy like OG, like I wonder if you if Giddy wasn't in that deal, if you'd move Giddy to the bench or the pine, and have him just run your second unit. I like that, but then it comes down to he's a lottery pick. What happens when it comes time for him to get paid? I think that'll yeah. Be- Interesting to see what will happen. The trade the trade that will eventually happen if they're going to go try to get someone is going to be Josh Giddy and first-round picks. Amen. Let's move on to our fourth quarter of tonight's topic, and uh, we're keeping it in Minnesota, um, at least from one Minnesota player to another Minnesota player, and we're going down to the Dwight Howard land. We're going down to Disney Universe. We're talking about the Orlando Magic, and the Orlando Magic, is you know you, you can talk about the wolves but everyone people had the wolves being a good team this year maybe not first in the west I mean, good. People, people were high on the magic this year for sure but probably even higher like the next couple years but but nobody like, had 13 and five no so, no that's crazy second, second in the east let me just bring off some stats for you they are fourth in net rating third in defensive rating and 13th in offensive rating their starters, just their starting five, which have only played, I think, uh, I think it was, let's see, I think they've only played the first five games of the season together. They are third in points per possession because Fultz and Carter have been out for the last handful of games or 10-ish games. And yep. their bench is second in turnover percentage. So, I mean, if you look at this bench, Jonathan Isaac, is the number one def- has the number one defensive rating in the league for guys coming off the pine, and not gonna say I predicted that, but I think I predicted yeah, that. He's, he's a two K sim. He's a two K sim god on defense. Two K sim god, but the real the real defensive god this year has been Jalen. Jalen Suggs. Fucking Suggs. This Jaylen dude is, Suggs. He's arrived. Minnesota has arrived. This dude is. He's officially been- a guy. He's officially a guy that you want on your basketball team now. Thousand percent. He, you know, he he was he put it together this year because what he he's always been a defensive known guy, but now he's getting that confidence on offense. And he's, he's getting, figuring out his role. He's he's shooting the ball a lot better this year. He's just like he's teaching a master class of energy one on one. Yeah, this is the coach's favorite player. Like that, you see that guy hustling. He's like Marcus Smart, like like original Marcus Smart or Tony Allen. Those kind of guys that you watch play, you're like, I want to play with that guy. That guy's going to get the whole team going. And kind of like Dylan Brooks right now with Houston and maybe back in Memphis too. 
But this dude has been a highlight to watch. Did you see the highlight dunk that him and uh, Cole Anthony had together? Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. The Heat mimic? Come on. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the team was on an eight-game win streak. And like I said, the starting point guard and center have only played the first five games. Yeah, they're starting Anthony Black right now. They're on Anthony Black and, and Goga. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. And let's see. On this eight-game win streak, they've beaten Indiana, Denver, and Boston, which, uh, you know, Indiana, they're a great scoring offense. They were silenced. Uh, if they were the Pacers, they they stopped them right in their tracks, okay? And the Denver Nuggets, they mined all their gold. And the Boston Celtics, dude, it's 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 not the luck of the Irish. They took them out. And I don't know. This Magic team is interesting. They're off to their best start since uh, that one year where they made it to the finals with Dwight Howard. And let's see what else. Uh, Cole Anthony is fourth in points per game off the pine. He's finally like found his role coming off the pine because he used to start for them. And then last year. Yeah, I don't like him as a starter. I I like him as as like a six man that's going to get you points off the bench. He fits that Jamal Crawford, Lou Will kind yeah. of uh, mold. Anthony Black and Fultz are more like pure point guards, distributors. I did see this one stat that uh, I guess ever since Fultz went down, Paolo's numbers have gone up in terms of scoring. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, I was really, I really wanted to see more from Paolo so far. Like, I just, like, question how much better he actually looks from last year. Like, there's still just some, like – inefficiencies when it comes to just um just I mean just being a mid-range shooter and just you know the field goal percentage thing and I mean but the difference is is this team is better so yeah Franz is still looking Franz is looking good he had a crazy night the other night like 36 I mean we all I mean this team has a great future on Paulo and Franz how does it feel watching Franz Wagner and uh, Wendell Carter Jr. play for a team not called the Chicago Bulls. It's it's pretty difficult, but it's about it's the move I expected. Well, Vucevic dominated tonight in the W. All right, well we're, we don't have to talk about poverty franchises because we're talking about the Orlando Magic number but two. But Wendell Carter is a better center than Vucevic for sure. Thousand percent moving forward. And Franz, ugh, he's gonna be so good. He's gonna be so good. He's gonna be great. One thing is interesting is uh. On the low pod with, uh, I forget who he was talking to, Doris Burke, they didn't have the Magic staying atop of the East. They had them falling into the in-season tournament. And I disagree. I think they could. I think they're going to stay out of the in-season tournament because they have the third easiest. In the, the plan. Strength of schedule. Oh, yeah. What did I say? In-season tournament? In-season, Sorry. Yeah. There's so many tournaments going on. I think they're going to stay out of the, the play-in because they have the third easiest. Strength of schedule throughout the rest of the season. They're rolling. As long as no injury, further injuries happen, I don't see why this team can't continue. I mean, yeah, and this team's like, like you said, like guys like Suggs and everyone's, they're finding their role. I bet, I think Franz and Paolo are only, only going to get better as the year goes on. I mean, I they have decent guys coming off the pine too, like Cole Anthony, Isaac, whether it's Black or Fultz, Fultz when Fultz is healthy again. Dude, Gary um, Harris. Yeah, Brother, um, Wagner brother, he's he's yep, Moritz. It'll be interesting to see what they do at the deadline too. How they might again, like they were a team that was in the Levine talks. I think that'd be stupid. 
Uh, I don't like that for them. Uh, but I think they could do something small to just improve, improve the bench or just add a little bit more. I don't, I don't see where like, where OKC, I like them making a big trade because I think we kind of see that they can like, it's the writing's kind of on the wall. Okay, you guys got to go trade for someone big to make a run. I think Magic are still like they're still too early to really make a big trade. Yeah, I think they're. Yep, yeah, I agree. I don't think they do anything this year. I think you have to see again, like what we said with OKC, they have to ride out the season and see what this team really is. The Magic, and again, are... you have two, you have two legitimate future all stars that you are can build around. I mean, but like the Magic this year are almost like uh, the Grizzlies the year that they were the two or the three seed. Like they, they just came out of nowhere and they didn't make any trades. You know, they stay put, they saw what they had. And then that's kind of what it was. And I just feel like that's kind of what we're going to see from this team. Yeah. Um, no, I, the magic are fun. I just love watching Jalen Suggs just piss off players. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, I want to do one quick overtime segment. We literally have 45 seconds uh, before we give our sign off and in-season tournament will be beginning soon. Trade, who do you have as the winner? Who do you have a final? What's your finals pick? And who do you have as a winner? Uh-oh. Let me look at the bracket. Okay, I will go first. I have the Suns coming out of the West and the Pacers coming out of the East. And I think the Suns are going to take it home. I think the Suns are going to do it. Uh, Devin Booker has been unstoppable. Kevin Durant is still Kevin Durant. And the role players are looking good. I think uh, I think it's time that th- I think they're gonna be the first ever winners. What do you got, Trey? Yep, I like Phoenix coming out of the West. Um, Durant and Booker are just playing out of their minds. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Boston coming out of the East. And who's the champ? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Boston. Well, folks, you heard it. You heard it here. Only with us, Trig and Jack. And remember, there's no more riding the bench. It's Jack. And we're off the bench.